Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning and welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. It is Friday, so happy Friday and whatever you did to make it to today, congratulations. Uh, This is a day to celebrate the end of the work week for most of us. Um, I am not working because I am stuck in a hospital room with uh, my wife and my new baby daughter. So I am probably very happy at this point, but I will not know for sure because we're recording this in advance. Tom and Kristen are our guests and have been for the week. So thanks to Tom and Kristen Burzma, who have joined us from the Philippines from this very special podcast. We flew them out, <laughs> got them, <laughs> got them a hotel, uh, and uh, you know, quarantined for two weeks, and then recorded this podcast and sent them back. Uh, we will send them back in a couple minutes, but um, you know, thanks for. I'm just kidding. We're joining on Zoom, so thanks Tom and Kristen for joining us. Um, Today, we're going to be reading from Matthew 18, verses 15 through 20. Um, Kristen, would you mind reading this passage for us? Sure. Thank you. If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along, so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, tell it to the church. And if they refuse to listen even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. Thank you, Kristen. All right, so what's standing out about this passage? What do you think, guys? Uh, first of all, hey, congratulations, Brendan. <laughs> it's going to be the first person. Oh, wow. Thank you. No, <laughs> Thank you, Tom. No, we wish we could be there with you right now. Yes. Yeah, if I have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. As church planters, uh, we, we have faced these types of situations. Um, and the reality is, like, in, when we've done it, when we have confronted people, it's gone well. You know, we've had different times that I or another uh, one from our missionary team mm. has confronted different sins. Um, when you work with brand new Christians or maybe even not quite yet Christians, there's still a lot of baggage and str- struggle uh, from their past life before they were transformed by the gospel. And we see regularly there's confrontation that needs to happen when you talk to people. Um, there's a current situation. I can't go into the, the details because it's, it's ongoing here on our field. Uh, with, uh, so one of the missionaries that we're closely connected with uh, had to do this with uh, the leader in the church. Hmm. And it, was, it didn't go well. <laughs> it didn't go well at all. And it was something that they had to call in more witnesses. And uh, eventually the whole church had to get involved and you know when when that takes place it is a very difficult process i think anytime we confront 
a brother and sister in the Lord, or we ourselves are confronted with our sin, uh, it's stressful. It's hard. It's, uh, I think that to me would be probably one of the most, that's one of the most stressful aspects of this job is confronting people. And then when it, when you need to pull in more witnesses, that's a, that's a hard thing. And that has a huge impact on the church and on the members. And mm-hmm. we're seeing that play out right now in the church that is dealing with this. Yeah. So, um, this is, you know, this is a great uh, guide, but it doesn't capture maybe how difficult uh, it really is when we do confront and then if we need to pull in more brothers and sisters uh, in those situations. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. I could just say that we've done this and uh, the less I have to do this, the better. But at the same time, <laughs> we have to be faithful and true if there is uh-huh. sin in the camp to someone in the church who's living outside of what uh, uh, God's laws, then yeah, we need to have that confrontation. Yeah. He yeah, told me, and, sorry, go ahead, Kristen. Okay. I would just add to that though. I think reading this here just reminds us how well God knows us mm-hmm. and knows our nature and knows our sinful hearts. And he knew we were going to need this. And mm-hmm. so, he, you know, something in the Bible feel kind of vague and I'm not always sure this is fairly clear. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's the plan and here's the process. Try this first. If it doesn't work, try the next thing. You know, if that doesn't work, here's the next step. He knew we were going to need this one spelled out really, really clearly, Um, you know, and just reminds us that, so God sees all the the nasty sinfulness in us. He knows it's all going to come out and he doesn't like it. He's holy and he's good, but he gives us a way to, to manage it. And he loves us, you know, through it all and, and gives us a process to help us through um, Mm. in his great, you know, mercy and grace to us. Yeah. Um, I would love to hear, I mean, you talked about the story that's going on. You can't share details about right now. And I'm actually not really interested in very many details. But um, uh, is there a story that you could tell about when it has gone well, what, how that went and how that was for you guys? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, we've had, I just think of, I think I give some specifics here. There was someone in our church who their reputation had really gone down. They were borrowing money. It's very common in the Philippines to borrow money and just borrow, borrow, borrow. And people who don't pay, pay back their debt um, get a reputation in town. And there was a lady in our ministry that um, had a reputation for that. And so she came to Christ. God was doing a work in her heart, but it's a process. Like all of us, it's a process of sanctification sanctification that God is changing and slowly transforming us and for her it took time and uh, we it had gotten pretty bad that we had we were confronting her and praying with her and it continued and and really what God ended up using was um, she worked uh, I I don't want I don't want to get too many specifics but she government job and uh, she was caught borrowing a little bit too much and there was a consequence for that. And, uh, that with, along with, I guess you were asking me for a good situation, but this does end well in that God has delivered her. So it was, it's a, it was a discipling process, something that we have been working through with her. Well, and it didn't end up, you know, as a deep, dark secret, the church ended up knowing about it and then they were able to have, you know, rest- restoration instead mm. of, in darkness and secrets wow. um, 
And that's, that's the beautiful thing about bringing the church in at some point. Then you don't have hidden secrets and shame. It's out in the open and you can do something about it. Yeah, and she was open about it. She would talk about it and we would pray for her. And so that became, that's what God used in, in a sense to deliver her from what she was struggling with. Yeah, it's amazing. I think it's really interesting. I mean, I'm always interested in why these passages are together. You know, this reminds me directly of Ezekiel 33, right? Where it says, you know, go, go warn people, warn people, um, tell them to turn from their ways. And here you have the same thing. And both of them are, are more internal than I would have expected about who you're supposed to be warning about sin. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's fascinating that that is in the same week of passages that we also get the Passover story that somehow our salvation the salvation that god wants for us has something to do with the way that god's people treat each other and um, the sin that we're rescued from has something to do with how we treat each other and the love that we're called to um, the salvation love that we're called to that talked about yesterday in romans has something to do with how we treat each other um, how we love one another not just how we love god so um, i think that's fascinating and like we were talking about, we typically see these kind of passages as vertical. Like we see our salvation as a vertical thing, and this is expanding it horizontally mm-hmm. to say, um, you know, the salvation that you received has to do with how you treat each other and how you hold the community accountable. And I think this is so important um, in the early church and also what you guys are doing um, because. In the early church, there's no Bible, there's no doctrine, there's no, you know, uh, institution, there's no buildings, there's no history. It's just the lived um, testimony, the lived witness of the people of God. Do they live this stuff out or not? You know, is this community distinct or is it not distinct? And they're kind of naked in front of the world to, to display like, are we actually, is there something unique about the people of God in the way they live? Or is it, is it just like everybody else? And if the answer is, oh, they're just like everybody else, their whole witness fails. You know, the witness of Jesus Christ fails unless they're able to just demonstrate that they're a different kind of community. And I would imagine that the same kind of stakes would be true for what you guys are doing in the Philippines. Where there's, you know, no one has to care about Christianity um, where you guys were, you know, people who hadn't heard about the church don't care about whether there's a person named Jesus, you know, unless it's demonstrated to be real. And, um, and I would think that the stakes would be very similar and that holding one another accountable to the life of Christ would be so important in order to demonstrate to the people that are newly coming to the gospel that this stuff actually um, is real on the ground that there's a group of people whose lives have actually been changed by it and it's not just some theory or a story in a book is that is that kind of like have you guys seen that on the ground or like what kind of what kind of stakes are there for the witness that the community has and lives out for you know the surrounding people who don't know jesus yet it's a big deal. Um, and just you know, one, one of the things that we've seen a lot of people really struggle with when, when they don't have the Lord is, is marriage relationships. Uh, it's been you know, just a lot of really 
painful relationships, a lot of hardship, a lot of stress for people. And, um, you know, we, we didn't mean to do this, but um, we, we showed up with a different kind of marriage than, you know, most of the people were used to ever seeing. And Tom came home every night and Tom played with our kids and people saw that and they saw that we were happy to be together and that, um, you know, we had a faithful marriage and that we forgave each other when things didn't go well. And just, it, it was different from what they were used to. And we had people comment to us, like, you have something different. Like, it's not like the other marriages we see. Um, one of the beautiful things we saw in our second place we church planted was when we showed up, people said, well, maybe it's because they're American. Maybe it's because they're foreigners and they, they have different kind of marriages. And then our Filipino teammates moved down about a year later, and then they couldn't say that anymore. Mm. Our Filipino teammates have a beautiful godly marriage, and, then, and they're from that island. So then they were really stuck, and really the only explanation was God. Mm. Yeah, and that, that's displayed in how you guys treated each other and treated your family. Yeah. And it, it created a concrete, incarnated way that they could see the gospel making a difference in your lives in the way that they want. And then if there's people who are part of your church, who uh, the churches you're starting, mm -hmm. who are, you know, continuing to treat one another like they did before they found Christ, that would be a really big deal for your witness, right? Like yes. you said, oh, I guess it's just these special people, Tom and Kristen, are like this, but Jesus doesn't really make that difference. It just happens to be them versus right. when it begins to be displayed by a community. Uh, yeah. That's a really powerful witness. We saw marriages changed, you know, wow. men who used to abuse their wives come to the Lord and study the Bible with them instead. And all that takes that, a lot of that's time. God. That's God. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, it's not because we're so great that we have a good marriage. It's because of God. And it's not because we're so great that people's hearts change. That's all glory to God. Yeah, I remember talking to a guy who had been a Christian for a little while, not that long. And he had a bad reputation in our town. And uh, he told me he would beat his wife. He'd get drunk a lot. Uh, he would live, a, I guess, a, somewhat of a typical life for a lot of the way the guys did it, lived in this remote place. And he started studying the Bible and not much changed in his life because it normally doesn't uh, immediately after. And then it changed. And I said, what, you know, what, what's changed? Why, like, why now? Why not two weeks ago? And he said, Tom, Tom, it's because I have the fear of God in me now. And I didn't. Mm. Wow. So, you know, it, that's that transformative power you were talking about. Uh, transform communities, uh, transform marriage relationships, transform mm -hmm. communities that the church forms that uh, becomes attractive for those that see it because it's different. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that insight. I love hearing stories like that just to give us a window into uh, your guys' ministry and, and help us know you better, but also help us know the impact of the gospel and to translate that back into our lives. Like, how are we living differently in a way that others can see that there's something distinct about our community of faith, that there's something distinct about how we relate to each other. Something has changed. Um, so it's a really good thing to uh, practice today is loving our neighbor. Like, you know, we looked at, you know, yesterday, loving one another. 
is so simple and so hard and yet so um, important and impactful. Um, can't be overstated. So thank you guys for that. And thank you for joining this week, this week's podcasts. Um, just really appreciate you guys and love hearing your insights and your questions and your curiosities. Um, appreciate it about you guys and um, love hearing your stories, especially. So thanks for giving us a window into your life and your hearts and everybody who's listening. Um, I'm sure you have uh, questions for Tom and Kristen, or you might have um, insights of your own from the scriptures. Please send me an email. I would love to include those in the podcast somehow. Um, so send me your questions and, and uh, thoughts and comments, um, and we'll make sure to include those. For that, for now, go in peace, everybody, and we will see you soon. I'm going to go back to the hospital room and go hold my baby. Just kidding. <laughs> All right. Talk to you ladies later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.